On this episode of Scammer Stories, Tammy wanted to take her grandchildren to Key West. Setting up the vacation didn't go as planned. The entire experience made me realize how easy it is for scammers to pull one over. So Tammy used her skills as an investigator to spring into action. I have been in touch with scammers ever since then. She's sharing with Scammer Stories some things she's learned on how to avoid becoming the next victim. I make sure that people aren't going to get burned when they're looking for real estate. My name is April, and as you heard in Episode 6, a scammer took $200,000 from my own mother. Now, I interview others like Tammy. I want to know everything. And I want to share it with anyone who will listen. So here's Tammy's story. My background is insurance. So even in corporate America, I was handling disabilities and workers' comp cases. So I continued my investigations of claims. Then two years ago, I was actually looking for a vacation rental And I felt very confident that due to my background with insurance investigations, compliance, SOX reporting, regulatory reporting, that I had enough of a skill set that I would be able to spot a scammer, which I did. But the entire experience made me realize how easy it is for scammers to pull one over on general public. And after that situation, I went ahead and became a private investigator. I make sure that people aren't going to get burned when they're looking for real estate, whether or not it's rentals or buying a home. I make sure that they are not going to get burned. And this is anywhere in the U.S., Okay, now back up just a little bit. Tell me about what happened when you tried to go on vacation and what did the scammers do? Well, I was very surprised because I did my due diligence and I made sure that when I was looking for the rental that first I Google mapped and I made sure that there was a building there. (laughs) Then I checked the public records so I knew who owned that property. But obviously, the scammer did too. And the reason I say that is because the scammer actually created an email address in the name of the owner. Then in corresponding with the scammer, I told them that I needed proof that they were who they said they were. And at first, the reaction was frustration, which I figured that to be normal because I can be very demanding. And he said, well, I've been renting this place before you and I'll be renting this place after you. But I kept on explaining to him, I cannot bring my four grandchildren all under the age of 10, 10 hours away and not have a place to stay. That just wasn't going to happen. And where were you living and where were you going? Jacksonville, Florida to Key West, Florida. Okay. So if anyone has ever been to Key West, there's not a lot of accommodations. That's why it fills up so fast. So 
I just wrote it off. And I thought, you know what, that's not going to work for us. And even after I did that, April, I thought to myself, what if that was just a good deal and I'm being too cynical? What if we're passing up, you know, this fantastic place? So the scammer called me two days later and he says, um, speaking to someone else about the rental, but I was working with you longer. Are you sure you're not interested? And I said to him, well, nothing has changed because I don't have any proof that you are who you say you are. So then it all came together because he says, I'm going to send you some references. So what he sent me were some invoices and he had taken off the phone number. So I Googled the phone number and I reached a victim from actually in Chicago, Illinois. And first she was so surprised that I even called her because she says, why in the world did he give you my information? Her and her husband had fallen for the scam, flown down from Chicago, did not have a place to stay. How awful. This was over New Year's Eve weekend. I asked her, I said, you know, you used your credit card and you used PayPal. So you were reimbursed. Well, then she explained to me that it took six months to get her money back from the credit card issuer. She had to fight with them because they considered that person to person and not person to business. How much now, was he asking? It was like 1500 a week. What did he sound like? Who, what, do you think he was in the country or out of the country or did he sound strange? It could have been out of the country, April, but there's really no telling because oftentimes, you know, as you already know, the people who claim that they are someone, they can be out of the city, out of the state, out of the country. There is just no telling. So after I spoke to her, then I had the proof that I needed that it wasn't, you know, what it appeared to be. But that was why I started my business, because I just could not tolerate the fact that that could happen to someone else. I have been in touch with scammers ever since then, and I am reporting them to the FBI in an attempt to slow this down. And I'm so glad that you reached me because you have the same mission after what you went through with your mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just the education. Like one of the best instances that I helped someone, she was a single mom, and I had been on the local news station. And she contacted me. She was looking for a home. So she sent me the ad, and it was a foreclosed home. So that person would have taken money from someone that didn't have it to lose. Not that, you know, anyone should fall victim to a scammer, but a single mom, come on. Yeah. Now, was that home for sale or was that for rent? She was renting, but it was a foreclosed home. So, what scammers are doing now when it comes to real estate. And they are definitely evolving over time is they are buying lockbox codes. And that puts people at ease. They look at a rental ad online. Then they say, hey, I want to look at this. I'm interested. And And they come up with some reason that they can't be there to show them the property I'm in the military, I was in a bad accident, I'm a missionary, 
anything to pull at your heartstrings. But then they say, hey, I'll give you the lockbox code. You can let yourself in, look around, and if you like it, then you know we'll sign a lease. And what's happening is people are moving into these residences that then, you know, after they turn on the utilities. So they've not only funded the scammer, but now they've put out the money for the utilities, and then they get a knock on the door from either the real estate agent, the owner, the bank, whatever the case is, and then they have to leave. So they end up leaving in much worse shape than they did at the beginning. They're buying the codes from the real estate agent? or I don't want to no, tell people how to do it. But... I know, and that's why I, I really, really... Struggle. Okay, so Tammy and I discussed this, but we're not going to share for obvious reasons. Wow. How many people contact you, and are you seeing an increase? My situation is that no one else is doing this because I started this after my situation, and I was looking for a company to validate a rental ad. So since nothing was available, then I went ahead and created it. But a lot of people, April, and this is why it's so important that um, you reached out to me, because the more people that hear about Fireball Approves, the safer they are going to be. Not everyone knows about us. Yeah, because you're still a fairly new company. Yes. So tell us about your services and how it works and, and the pricing and things. Okay, well, right now it only costs $19 for us to verify a rental ad. And the good thing about that is if you see an ad, you still need to do your due diligence. You're going to want to Google Map like I did, make sure that there is a structure there that you're expecting. You can also, and I I heard you say this, so you're very well aware of it, uh, reverse image search the photographs. And here's how it works for real estate. When you reverse image search a photograph that you're looking at, oftentimes a property owner will not limit their advertising to just one site, which is a very good thing for us because when you reverse image search, then if you find that image on another platform, look at the price. If the one you're looking at is much less than what it's being listed on, let's say Zillow or Hotpads or, you know, anywhere else, what you're looking for is consistency. If it's cheaper on the ad that you're looking at, then chances are that you're looking at a hijacked or copied ad. And you would, in fact, be dealing with a scammer. Also look at public records, um, just like I did. Now keep in mind that not all states have public records. So when you get the address of the location, um, like California does not have public records, you cannot plug in an address and find out who the owner is. So you definitely need me because I have the tools that investigators use and I can tell who the owner is. But this is where I go a step further. I get the address from the advertiser, but then I use my tools and I contact the true owner to find out if they are in fact renting or selling 
that property. We had an inquiry where someone was looking at a Washington, D.C. property. It was a apartment, and it was right in the middle of Washington, D.C. Well, the ad showed it to be at 1500 a month. Well, when I just looked at the public records, I hadn't even used my reporting yet, my tools. I just looked at the public records, and I knew it was a scam, but I still needed to talk to the owner. And that property, just for one apartment that was less than 900 square feet, was worth over 750000 so a fifteen hundred dollar a month rent did not compute. Yeah, DC's high. That's why I live in Oklahoma. <laughs> exactly. So when I contacted the owner, he said, "Yes, I am renting my property, but it's five thousand a month. It's not fifteen hundred a month." So I was able to save that person from getting scammed. So as we were talking about, right now I'm doing that for nineteen, but my reporting did go up. So I'm going to have to increase it to twenty nine to cover the expenses. But as you can tell, I keep it low enough so that there is no reason that someone can't afford the prevention before they actually send money to someone that they don't know. Yeah, 30 bucks. Everyone can afford that. Exactly. Especially when you're you're not only losing money if you become a victim of a scam ad, but it's the hassle. Because you don't find out until you're ready to move or you're ready to take a vacation. So my markets is anyone that's looking for a rental home. It could be a college student. It could be uh, traveling nurses because they travel four times a year every 13 weeks. They're taking a new assignment. They are definitely vulnerable for scams. I not only service the customers that are looking for properties. When I started the business, I'm speaking to property owners and they're also victims of these scams because I often hear, well, yeah, you know, I would love to rent a home for a family vacation, but, you know, we just don't know which ones are legit and which ones aren't. So I got to thinking about it and I also have a product where property owners will apply for my accreditation and then they can advertise that they are fireball approved and I also list them on my website so that anyone looking for a rental can certainly look at my website and know without a shadow of a doubt that this is a legitimate property, that they are truly in touch with the property owner and not a scammer. And when I first started doing this, someone actually applied for my accreditation, April, and you're not going to believe this. They sent in the documents, including the owner's passport, and the owner was in Switzerland. So I contacted the owner in Switzerland, and he said, that person has no business listing my property. That's an ex-employee of mine. Mm-mm. So it happens. I mean, it it happens. And it just seems to me that even the statistics that we read, and if you lump all the scams together, you've got the romance scams, you've got the fake job scams where they have you apply for a virtual job that doesn't exist. Now they steal your identity. 
the mystery shopper, the grandparents, your grandchild is in jail. There's so many scams out there. And you really can't quantify what is being lost as far as scams because once you've been scammed, as you well know, it's such an emotional trauma situation that some people don't even discuss it. It's almost like a PTSD. It's really hard to get them to open up after that has happened because they're embarrassed. They can't believe that they fell for that. But you know, I have a resolve that it's not the victim's fault and they really should not be embarrassed about it because the scammers are definitely getting more and more convincing. My mission is to make sure that everyone has all the tools that they can use so that they don't find themselves in that situation. I've rented for years and years, and I would have been such an easy target because I never would have thought about this. Yeah. Oh, me too. But of course, that was 20 years ago. It means so much to me because when I was renting, that was pre-internet, which was a long time ago. I even named my company Fireball Approves because... I am Fireball. This is just my first product. It's not going to be the only thing I ever do. After listening to your podcast, I'm thinking of ways that I can help people even with the romance scams because that's what I want to do. I want my brand, Fireball Approves, to invoke trust for any type of scam. I mean, there's even like puppy scams where you order from a breeder that's not local to you, well, you still have an element of uh, fraud that happens. The more and more that I research, the more and more that I just realize I have to be this consumer advocate, which my customers actually have given me the uh, nickname of the anti-scam lady. I feel very blessed about that. I just hope to be able to make a dent. You know, we don't have to put up with that. Now tell me about some of your experiences, because like you said, you've talked to some scammers, and how has that gone? Oh, yeah. So, of course, my family and my friends, they always reach out to me. I was helping um, another town over. I was looking for a rental property And this is so funny because my first interaction with the person, I knew that it was a scam. And here's how I knew, because it's the same story, just a different variation of it. And the scammer said, because I responded to an ad that would have been good for this family. And she says, I'm in Texas. I was in a bad car accident. My husband's in the military. And we're just looking for someone to take care of our property as good as we would. So I kept them on the line because I first I knew that what I was dealing with. But I said, okay, what's the address I want to go by? And she said, um, Here's the address, but if you see a property management sign outside, uh, they were too greedy, so we fired them. So now I'm on a mission. I want to see the property management sign, and I want to contact the property manager. 
And sure enough, we went by. There was a sign. I called them, and they said, yeah, we know about the scam on Craigslist, but we don't know what to do about it. So did you call the scammer back, or did you just move on to the next? I responded that I own a company called Fireball Approves, and I know that this is a scam. And then, of course, I never heard back from them. Mm-hmm. But it is so rampant. And you know what's sad is most of the older folk are afraid to use Craigslist, which is a shame because there are some good advertisers out there, but they're intermingled with the scam advertisers. So there's got to be a way to discern which is which. And the only way that I found to be able to do that is to use investigative tools that I pay for. At least with eBay, you've got some type of consumer protection. Now, here's another tip for the listeners. Whenever you are looking for any type of, you know, rental, buying, what have you, never ever, and I know this is not new information, but never ever wire because that's no different than walking up to a stranger and giving them money because there's no way you are going to be able to get that back if something bad happens. That is the same for the cash apps that are so popular, cash app, Venmo, and et cetera. There's no consumer protection there. Those apps were actually created to only send money to people that you know and trust. Definitely not for business transactions. So it's always best to use your credit card or at least you have some type of consumer protection there. It's sad when the credit card companies are actually the hero. I mean, when did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the day and age that we live in. And to think that situations where you're either going to live somewhere or rent for a family vacation, you know, the only information that you have is what's in the ad. And that's a sizable ticket item to just send money when you're not entirely sure that it's legit. So most of the scammers use the apps, your credit cards, anything else, cash? Cash or only a few times have I heard where the scammers actually meet you in person. That's very unique, but it does happen. Um, We had a situation that I read the news article on where the scammers had pinpointed where the foreclosed homes were. Then they go, they break into the house because there's not an alarm system or anything like that. They break in and they change the locks. Now they have the uh, customer's full um, expectation that this is legitimate because they are actually showing the home. However, it's still a scam and the same thing happens. The renters, the customers, they turn on the utilities and then the next thing they know, they have the bank knocking on the door saying, you have to leave. That lease was not a legitimate lease. And you, once again, you have no recourse. 
And that's the sad part of that. Moving sucks. Oh, it's, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then to have to deal with that on top of it, that would just be excruciating. How can people contact you then? Okay, so my website is fireballapproves.com, and I am in the process of rolling out my new site, which is going to be much better than the one I have. But after the new website launches, it's going to be the same web address, but like I said, the price will be $29 per inquiry. But at the end of the day, that is just a drop in the bucket, and that's why I give the tips of what you can do ahead of time. That way you're only giving, you're only sending information on ones that have passed your own vetting. So we can narrow that down and not waste your time and money. I'm also on Twitter, Fireball Approves. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube. But I highly encourage that if you want to keep up on what the latest scams are, even if you're not in the market for a vacation or a short-term or long-term rental, please join my Facebook page, Fireball Approves, because I post about any and all scams. And then the next thing is because not everyone has heard about us yet, Please share. If you find anything that I've posted that has moved you or, you know, I'm sure that you have grandchildren who's in college or what have you, please share my information so that no one else has to go through with this. And remember, we are nationwide, so it doesn't matter where you're um, interested in in the U.S. We cover it. And how long does it take? Like if I wanted to rent a place, how soon would I need to contact you? It's never taking more than a couple hours for me to do. I'm at the mercy of having people call me back so I can confirm that that is a true listing. But even so, like I just did one for student housing. It was in New York City on Wall Street. I not only checked out the website that the listing was on, But I checked out the building, I checked out the vendor, and just to make sure, I covered all the bases so that my customer didn't have to worry about sending his child to college in New York City. So that was one thing that they didn't have to worry about. But that took less than 24 hours. So I'm very tenacious, and I find ways to make people answer my call. (laughs) I just don't give up. I love it. (laughs) Um, Because of your podcast, I've been researching a lot about the romance scams, and I'm definitely, my mind's on fire about how to combat that, and I'll keep in touch with you when I do come up with a product to help with that situation, because that really broke my heart. You had where they interviewed you Mm -hmm. on your podcast? Yeah. And I have to say that I love that podcast. That was great, and it was real. But when he was asking you, would you have done it that way again and all that, you did so much for your mom at some point. I mean, what else could you have done but locked her up? Rational people don't understand what I'm 
been through. My dad's the same way, to be honest with you, so I could really relate to that. If you have ideas on how Tammy can help any kind of scam victim, she'd love to hear them. You can contact her on her website or shoot me an email at scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. On another note, my passion, obviously, is love scams because of what happened to my mother. But that's not the only scam I want to focus on in this podcast. There are so many stories to tell. If you know of someone who's been scammed and would be willing to share their story with me, message me on the Scammer Story Facebook page. Until next time, my Scammer Warriors, see you then.